bullshit, it's all just um gay politics. America's gotten kind of whack, but we're not gonna let it go down like that, cause we got a dumb gay podcast, a dumb gay political podcast. We probably don't have all the facts, but we got opinions and we'll probably backtrack. That's why it's a dumb gay podcast, a dumb gay political podcast. Ooh, it's all shit, it's all shit. It's all shit. It's all shit. I mean, are we gonna die? I don't know. I, I, you're extreme. I am extreme. It's all shit. Uh uh. This shit is bananas. B A A A A A S. This shit is trumpanas. T R U M P A N A N A S. What? I don't know. I don't even know. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Dumb Gay Quarantine Politics. I'm Julie. And I'm Brandy. And this is the podcast where we talk about the week in coronavirus like we're talking about reality TV. Well, it's 900 degrees in Southern California, <sighs> and I feel like people have officially hung up on the fucking coronavirus. Yeah. Well, according to Trump, once it gets hot, coronavirus is gone. I don't think people care one way or the other at this now, point. Yes. Yeah. I think we're, what we've seen out in the streets are... They're tired. They're hungry. The peasants are revolting. (laughs) (laughs) Like this weekend, I saw house parties, possibly. I saw outdoor barbecues. The level of music and people that were out in their yards was was pretty was out there. Yeah, it was out there. Yeah, it was out there. I mean, everybody all at once. People were all over the beaches. I mean, Gavin Newsom had to call an emergency (laughs) press conference. Now, this is just California, but I'm quite sure all of the gorgeous, all of the East Coast beaches, I'm sure, were packed. Right. Well, we know Florida opened their beaches and people were going out there. Yeah. Well, Gavin Newsom's like, oh, we never opened that and we're <laughs> yeah. going to need to close those up and get the fuck off the beaches. Yeah. And by the way, you all ruined it for your damn selves because the minute you had to thirst post yo ass at your uh, little gathering at your house, <laughs> living it up like the Barry Gibb talk show, uh-huh. your boss caught your thirst post and was like, no, no one's, I, I knew the second people's mm. bosses saw them having fun or right. got wind of like, oh, now people are finally like taking advantage of their uh-huh. paid vacation or their vacation. It was going to be back to work for everyone. Now I'm a professional grocery store goer right now. And now even more, it's like, I could be like a really rich grocery store person. <laughs> Um, and I can tell you that it's definitely changed in there because what went from hoarding toilet paper and paper towels, which that is still, those are still gone, but I'm professional and I am, was able to get some there. <laughs> but what was in their carts, not the same was two weeks ago. What was beans, um, pastas, meats are now beers, wines, alcohols, <laughs> chips galore, I'm telling you, I saw it happen in the grocery store. I saw it happening. Everyone's like, fun time, summertime, vacation oh, time. Yes. Hamburger bun time, hot yep. dog bun time. Yep. Yeah. I'm about to call up our tanning guy with the mustache <laughs> and be like, uh-huh. will you meet us for an appointment tan? Because <laughs> sitting in the backyard is hard. Mm-hmm. It's hard work. Yep. And sitting in the backyard with the fucking... It's a little too gamey, okay? It's I need, real gamey. I need a pool nearby. I don't have one. I got bugs flying out of my orange tree, mm-hmm. bugs flying out of my lemon tree. Mm-hmm. I'm oh laying my God, probably on mosquitoes. dog pee. <laughs> like, what is going on? I mean, I don't know about wherever anyone else lives, but I have not seen this many bugs ever since I've been in LA. I haven't. And they, it, they are out, and they are out. They're like, buzz buzz corona buzz buzz yeah. corona and like they're probably passing it <laughs> well we got a bunch of postcards ma'am out 
we we sure did. It was very exciting to go and into the into the post box and see all these wonderful postcards. I mean, there is so many. Our drug den bulletin board is going to be like. I'm not going to lie. There are some pictures of like just us up there, so we can get rid of those. <laughs> <That's true. laughs> I mean, That's true. there's like so many pictures That's of me true. and Obama um, <laughs> that we can probably take down, but I will not be throwing that. I'll be framing those. That's true. So. Thank you guys so much for sending them. We got postcards from one of our major boyfriends, Matt Clegg, mm-hmm. who had been waiting, waiting, waiting to send his. I'm like, Matt, uh-huh. come on. So he did. <laughs> uh-huh. He signed it, the Cleggster. We got Andione and Sarah Wybright sent us updated pics. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know, Andione. The picture we have, first of all, we have your goddamn horse who is staying there. We have, and then Andione's picture is a picture with us. So right, do we can't replace? I mean, I would think like we don't want to miss like our mems, our sweet mems of partying no. with Andione. <laughs> no, we don't want to miss it. And Harry's mem. definitely staying up there. Yeah. And the funny thing is, is that all of the pushpins that are on Andione's, she gave us. <laughs> she gave us like these cute like star pushpins and stuff. Right. So and Sarah Wybright, we will not be we well we might just add Sarah's to her other picture because we love her picture because she's with Echo, but yeah. um. Sarah sent us an updated picture, which is so cute. You know, when I look at her, you know what I think? That I want to talk about. And (laughs) I'm sorry, Sarah. I'm sorry. I'm sure your life is worth and means more than Mm. wanting Taco Bell. Maybe that's what we'll do. She sent us Taco (laughs) Bell cards, and they've done been gone for a while. But I'll tell you this. Mm. We did watch a video on how to make a (laughs) Crunchwrap Supreme at home, Mm -hmm. which I promptly sent to Julie and said, get to work, bitch. You better (laughs) work, bitch. Yep. Call your governor and get to work, bitch. And then she's like, God, I don't know. It's like, she's got a double broiler and the queso. And the funny thing is, I don't like the queso and the Crunchwrap Supreme at Taco Bell. Right. So I realize now, fuck making it at home. Mm Mm-hmm. What's going to happen? We're going to go to the drive-thru the minute we're done here. And we're going to go, hi, two Crunchwrap Supremes, no queso. No queso. And I told Mamau, I know you don't have a problem with the queso. I, know, I like it. But I can't deal with accidentally getting some in mine when they get confused <laughs> and then they don't do it. And it's just easier to just go across the board. It's fine so, with me. Sarah, uh, you're a bitch for making us <laughs> fucking crave Taco Bell again during Corona. We haven't had Taco Bell once during Corona, but no. today will be the day because of Sarah's beautiful face. And I had to go and make chili and nachos. And I'm like on a Mexican fiesta week inside this week with Corona, you know? So we also got someone named Jess. She simply signed it Jess. No full name, no last name. Her name could be Jess Andreas, Jessalina, mm-hmm. Jess Anitris. Jess Carterarius. That's right. Jess could, Cartberg. Could be anything. Jess Jessberg. Uh, and Aaron. Aaron. Aaron didn't give his last name either. <laughs> and Aaron. So. Well, we also got. Now, we got one from Steve Bieferman, who I'll write there. I'm, we're, I mean, we're done. Are you we're real, Steve? Are you real? You're Canadian. <laughs> you sent an 8 by 10 It's an art project. It's him. I'm obsessed with him. The name Bieferman. I, I hope he's gay because you can't have that last name and not... Well, walk in a room for every gay man in the world. Yeah, and he's a he is a he is a beat. He's a and he's, he's he a is, beef. he is a hunk. He's a hunk. He's a hunk. That's exactly what he is. Um, he's just giving you a silver fox, beefy hunk. daddy vibe. Yeah, if he daddy was my vibe. nurse or whatever the fuck he does, because his picture is a selfie <laughs> in yeah. a in a medical area. Uh-huh. I'm just like, daddy, fucking put in the fucking IV, put in the catheter, daddy. Steve, put the catheter in. And he's like, you don't need one. I'm like, put it in anyway, Steve. 
<laughs> so it's a picture of him and it's in black and white and it's a selfie and he's clearly in an emergency room or hospital situation. He said he, he didn't take off his fucking he- headphones. No, the headphones are on, which but he's I love. in an old school headphone. Oh, which is yes. Yeah. Like big headphones. And he says, ER COVID DGP, I'm in anagram heaven, which is, uh, and then he said, P.S. usually way more gorgeous, but it's 4 a.m. and too old to figure out where I should look when selfieing. Fuck off. <laughs> love. Steve, you're absolutely, love. you're catheter worthy gorgeous. Okay, love, Steve, love, we love, love you. Love, um, And then there is Sandy Du Soleil, who also is a star, a, 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 a full celeb. Okay. A full celeb. My loves, photo of me is requested. I'm a marketing manager by day and singer by night. Julie, I know you're a fan of Shirley Bassey, so I chose my most glam headshot. Hopefully I can bring some diva energy to the drug den. And he did. Okay? (laughs) And you are. Listened to GGP since the very beginning and signed up to the Patreon two years ago. The only one I subscribe to. Mm. Your camaraderie, chutzpah, and cuntiness is so endearing and infectious, and I've truly treasured listening to you every night. I've replayed esteemed digital artist Yellow Brick Load (laughs) and Bye Felicia more times than I care to say. I always burst into fits of ugly crying. Never stop doing you. Lots of love to you and your Shayna Mapunams, Sandy Dusoleil. Woo! I mean, throwing in the the Yiddish like four different times. Yeah. I wonder if Sandy Dusoleil has got uh, a little bit of the of the Jewess in him. (laughs) Of the Semite background? I wonder. And then there's this one from now. Is it Terry? Is it Thierry? Is it Tahieri? We're not sure. So you're going to have to tell us, Terry, how to pronounce your name. <laughs> but for now, it's Terry. You know what, Terry? <laughs> I know this. I go, so he spells his name T H. I go, is this Thierry? And then Julie's like, oh, yeah, the one, the one Thierry. And I go, well, how do you know it's Thierry? She's like, oh, I don't know. It's just. It's a guess. And I go, but you said it with so much commitment. So much certainty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As if she knew. A Swiss, uh, also a Swiss hunk. He's a hunk. A hunk. And if you're um, sitting at home and you you have nothing left to watch on TV and you've listened to our podcast for the week, may I dare say, go rent the movie, Hunk. (laughs) Yes. Okay. Yes. Go rent the movie. Pop on down to the DVD store (laughs) and rent the movie. Go to Blockbuster tonight, you guys, and rent Hunk. Because it is, and dust off your DVD player. Which you still have somewhere. Mm-hmm. And then. Oh, this would be for your VHS. Okay. Oh. And go on whatever your digital platform is and do yourself a favor and rent <laughs> Hunk. Have you seen it? No, I've never even heard of it. Oh. But now I think it's starring well, Thierry from Switzerland. It is starring Thierry from Switzerland. Check it out. It's your favorite sell my soul to the devil story to become hot. And then he becomes a hunk. It's like, Thierry, is it even a real pick? Because it's you on some kind of Euro train. <laughs> or a plane or Could he whatever. have sold it more that he's an international hunk of mystery? No, he, he could not. And he says, hey, Julian Brandy, I hope this finds you well. Thank you for always providing us with great entertainment. Your Patreon podcasts are some of the few things that will always cheer me up. And the regular podcast is my only source for American political news. Switzerland is spiraling into a pandemic catastrophe because our politicians are too afraid to do anything. So it's nice to just sit back, relax and listen to y'all talking about something that isn't so close to home. Greetings from your loyal podcast listener and Patreon. Tahiri. Terror. You do the Patreon. <laughs> I love that so much. Terror. Terror. Of course. Uh, and it also says we had to. I looked this up. Terror. I was like Lensburg. Where is that? Looked it up. Um. 
putting it on a list of places we need to go. Now, meow, meow. This is where you had to get a meow, meow spanking. You, you're, you had to get a cat spanking. So, okay. we, Switzerland was already on the lost because we fucking saw the best amazing race and they hit Switzerland like gangbusters. And I was like this. Oh, no, they did it because I am immediately going there. Yeah. It, remember when they had to do those seats? Yes, they I did. Yes, the yes, seats, yes, yes. And they're in the long line. Yes. Oh, my God. It is so gorgeous. And I was like, in my head, I was like, that will be, I mean. Oh, my God. I probably said I'll get there before 2020. Too late. But we will <laughs> be going. I mean, I think we're, we were, we're going to be going to Switzerland like at least in the next year. I just feel I it. hope so because it's going to it'll be that the Thierry where you live looks incredible. There's a huge castle. It's fucking medieval. It's everything. 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 For me. <laughs> so we also got um, a postcard from along with like uh, our boo Matt Clegg who's been much overdue. Ken Hood. Oh Ken Hood. Ken Hood. He sent a picture in a hood. I'm sure he does that. I'm sure he has a million photos and right. hoods for the irony of it all. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Ken is just a baby doll for the ages. Yep. And we love him so much. And he's, you know, been around for a while and just um, close to our hearts. So, hey, goddesses, happy apocalypse. This has been a long time coming. I'm finally sending my pics for the board. I'm sure by now you know how much I adore you, but I need to tell you again. I adore you. You two get me through it, <laughs> hunty. You know what? It never gets old. Never. It never. No. And Ken, of course, and he put it in all caps. That's why I yelled it, even though it sounds like I'm always yelling. <laughs> I know you hear this all the time, but you really are the bright spot in dark times. I feel so close to you because I typically hear your voices about four to six hours a day. And by the way, everyone, that is what we require. That is what we require. So please join the Patreon. Join the Patreon. Join the Patreon. Join the Patreon. <laughs> Patreon.com slash politics, and you too can hear our voices four to six hours a day. That's right. I re-listen to old podcasts all day just because you make me laugh. No joke. At least once a day I wonder to myself, will Brandy think I'm cool? Will Julie, will Julie want to beat me up because I'm a man? <laughs> Seriously, it keeps me up at night. Anyways, I hope you two are surviving through this rough time. Everyone assumes you are ballers, but I hope you know that we are here to support you if you need it. Don't hesitate to throw that Venmo up if times get tough. XXXOOO. Well, that's Ken. fucking sweet as fuck. We do think you're cool, Ken. Yes, and we, I don't want to beat you up. And yeah. So don't let it keep you up at night uh, anymore. Ever again. Yeah. No, we think you're cool. Yeah. So last but not least, mm-hmm. someone that was new to our eyeballs, Christopher Matoyer. Oh, Oh, yes. A celebrity and a star for the ages. Like, this motherfucker can get it and get it good Mm -hmm. forever. Mm -hmm. Julie and Brandy, words cannot express the level (laughs) of love I have for you. This is a pic of me enjoying some regular weed in the terrace of my building, which is in Chinatown. My neighbors hate it. I don't care. Stay sexo. Christopher (laughs) Matoyer. Now, Christopher could mean that he was watching. I mean... Christopher could mean that he was listening to the regular weed podcast, right? which his neighbors hate, Mm -hmm. or he could have just been enjoying some regular weed. Yeah, literally, and (laughs) blowing it out, and they were like, (laughs) stop it. (laughs) We don't, we don't, we don't. You bother us. You bother us, (laughs) sir. We don't want you to have regular weed here. (laughs) We don't want it. Christopher, you are sexo in a fila, like puffy coat that's white 
some some tinted yellow circle glasses with the ear the earbud and a furry hat enjoying some regular weed on the fucking terrace I'm starting to think he was enjoying some actual literal regular I weed. I think so too. Yeah. I thought he meant he was enjoying some of our regular weed, oh. which is going going right now, and it is very regular. <laughs> so let's get to our favorite part of the day, recapping America's funniest, almost about to be canceled <laughs> comedy, Coronavirus Live. Move, bitch, you got coronavirus. Ooh, shit, you got coronavirus. We ain't finna do shit with this coronavirus. I ain't finna take a trip with this coronavirus. Move, bitch, you got coronavirus. Ooh, shit, you got coronavirus. We ain't finna do shit with this coronavirus. I ain't finna take a trip with this coronavirus. I'ma chill at the crib cause I'm safe here. I ain't even about to drink me a Corona beer. I'm about to stay at the crib for about a year. And I ain't coming back out until this shit clear. I done bought me a mask and a lot of gloves. And I still feel like that is not enough. I ain't shaking no hands. I don't want to hug. Make sure you wash your hands with a lot of love. So if you got that CV, they gon' find you. If you coughing, I ain't trying to be around you. I ain't even trying to stand beside or behind you. I'ma try to help them motherfuckers find you. I ain't even about to hop on no plane. I ain't even about to stand in the rain. I ain't getting on no train. I ain't even about to drive in my lane. I'm about to stay in the house and play the game. Bitch, move, bitch, you got coronavirus. Ooh, shit, you got coronavirus. We ain't finna do shit with this coronavirus. I ain't finna take a trip with this coronavirus. Move, bitch, you got coronavirus. Ooh, shit, you got coronavirus. We ain't finna do shit with this coronavirus. I ain't finna take a trip with this coronavirus. All right, so if you're new to this podcast, it's important for you to know that during the time of shitvid19, we're tabling our usual opening segment called Eye of the Shitstorm so we can give you our weekly recap of America's favorite new White House press conference sitcom, otherwise known as Coronavirus Live. The star of the show is the well-known stand-up comedian and president of the United States, Donald Trump. His feisty sidekick is usually played by Dr. Anthony Fauci, the plucky head doctor on the Coronavirus Task Force, who serves as both a comic foil to Trump and a possible love interest. But Trump, who's known for being temperamental and hard to work with, has Dr. Fauci written off the show every other week. But their on-screen chemistry is so popular that Fauci has never gone for long that's true but this week the doctor wasn't around much again making room for the toxic supporting cast including homophobic christian comic and vice president mike pence treasury secretary and scary clown steve mnuchin the world famous pass around party bottom and secretary of state mike pompeo and scrotum juggling buffoon and attorney general bill barr who always does the show in full elton john drag now in the interest of full disclosure it's important to tell you that while we are in quarantine we are strictly avoiding hard news it's impossible to maintain optimal levels of disassociation denial and drunkenness with the news on so we avoid it at all costs and we recommend that you do too unless you have an immediate vested interest like a sick loved one or family member that's a first responder or whatever that said everyone should be watching coronavirus live yes because it isn't stressful the questions from the press are always the same and the answers from trump and his supporting cast are always lies so you never have to worry about panicking or freaking out 
you can just sit back and enjoy the comedy while you sit on a three-hour hold with whatever corporate entity you are trying to contact that day. Preach. <laughs> and they do deliver the comedy, but the funniest one on the show is Trump, which is why he's the star. And he's also the one who gets dragged the most on the news, which is probably why he's so verbally abusive to the reporters on the show. But this week, that whole song and dance backfired badly. So badly, in fact, that it seems Coronavirus Live may have jumped the shark for good. Yes, and we will hate to see it go. But like all terrible sitcoms, it doesn't stop airing the moment it starts sucking. No, 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 no. It stays on and beats us like the dead horse we are for continuing to fucking watch it day after day. So this week, Trump started the week like he does every other week, full of himself and ready to brag to the reporters and berate them at the same time. Here he is on Wednesday talking about how he solved the ventilator problem and still gets no credit from the lamestream media. That's what he likes to call it, man. Yeah, the I know. lamestream yeah. media. Oh, he's got so many good ones. So many, and good he ones. loves to say that joke. Like he'll do the joke several times. Yeah. Did you guys hear that? Did you hear lamestream? I don't call them Comcast. I call them Concast. <laughs> Did you hear that, D- Tony? Concast. <laughs> Deborah. Concast. Right, Mike? Concast. <laughs> okay. But something could happen. I think that the stockpiles, we're making hundreds of thousands of ventilators right now. Nobody writes about that. You know, at the one time, all they talked about was ventilators, right? Because That's you didn't true. think it was possible for me to solve that problem. And I solved it. And nobody can believe it. I just spoke to world leaders today who desperately need ventilators. <laughs> they said, the job you've done, and we're sending 500 to Mexico, then another 500 to France, we're sending some to Spain, we're sending some to Italy. We have them. They're being made by the thousands. And world leaders, I spoke to Prime Minister, I I mean, I went through a lot of different calls today. I won't even tell you. But I went through, I can give you a list if you want. But I went through a lot of calls to a lot of leaders, spoke with Pakistan. They would like to have some ventilators. We're going to get them some ventilators. (laughs) But they all said to me one thing. It was incredible that you solved the ventilator problem because that was a big problem. The testing problem. We've done more than any other nation in the world. Go a step further. If you added up the testing of every nation in the world, put them together, we've done substantially more than that. You people aren't satisfied. (laughs) So let's say we had 350 million people in the United States, right? Let's say. And if we gave every one of those people (laughs) a test 10 times, so Look we give 350 people a test 10 problem. times. And the, the fake news problem. media would say, where's the 11th time? He didn't do his job. Trump didn't do his job. Because you have a lot of bad reporting out there. It's very sad. And it's so bad. That's not true. Well, you're one of, you're one of the leaders of the bad reporting. No, but that's not you know? true. Okay, let's, let's get on to another subject. I wanted, that to be, I wanted that to be cleared up. If you want, we can get on to it later. But I want the vice president to speak. But you ought to get the news accurately. You ought to write it. If you, if you take a look at what you wrote about the ventilators, and when we became the king of <laughs> ventilators, we're making different factories all over ventilators by the thousands. In fact, Mike got back from Wisconsin. First thing Mike. he did, he called up. I said, how's it going? He said, you're not going to believe. He just saw a plant, a factory, where they're making ventilators. Oh, I think I can say the words were unbelievable. He said it was unbelievable yeah. when he saw the quality of the equipment, the the professionalism, a tremendous number of how many workers Shut would the you fuck say? Up, Mike Pence. <laughs> yeah. Over 550. They doubled production and are about to triple production. Nobody thought this could be done. 
The fake news was very unhappy that it was done. Nonstop. But you guys don't ask me about ventilators anymore. Who's unhappy that ventilators Everybody. Everybody. Because you never mention it. You never mention it. There's no stories. What a great job we've done with ventilators. We're now supplying ventilators all over the world. basically having a conversation Because no other country could have done what we did. You don't give me any credit. And you should say that's a great story. Instead, you say Trump was slow or slow. We were so fast. Plus, we put the ban on so They're much not. earlier no when Nancy Pelosi is an example. Like, you don't say this. When she's up. having her right. rally in San Francisco, in yeah. Chinatown, in Look, San Francisco, nobody wants to say that. If we didn't, and Dr. Fauci said this, if we didn't close our country to China, we would have been so infected like nobody's ever seen. When you saw the chart, and we were at the top of the list in terms of success. Nobody wrote it. I said, Where, is anybody going to use Nobody that chart? Nobody wrote it in terms of mortality. You saw that. You Nobody saw that. wrote it. Germany and our country, the most successful in terms of mortality. Nobody wrote it. Nobody wrote it. It How would be great if you wrote the truth. But let's get on with it, because I want Mike to speak, and then we'll take it. some more questions. The, wow, it was, wow, wow. It was a long clip, and it was there <sighs> to, to illustrate where Coronavirus Live has gone to. Mm-hmm. The level of... The back and forth, the yelling. I mean, he's like, if I did, if I tested all 350 million people in America 10 times, you'd, you'd given them 10 tests. You'd go, where's the 11th? And then old John, whatever. That's isn't it? not true. <laughs> yeah. Now, first of all, I kind of agree with him on that. I think it's a thousand percent true. I actually true. think that's true. It's a thousand and he, percent and, true. And he's right. So for that, you're right. Trump, you're right. That is right. No one wants to give you any credit for anything because no one likes you. Right. No one trusts you. And you did not do a good job just because you you did clean up after the fact. Like these companies are making ventilators and fine. And the testing results were playing catch up. So, right. OK. And he can't believe still to this day. He cannot believe it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable that these companies can make these ventilators. I can't believe it. I can't believe they can actually do something that's helpful. I know. I can't believe they can do something. This is crazy. I've never seen people work so hard. I've never seen people have to like scramble and work so hard. <laughs> right. Who does this? What country? What planet am I on? Okay, fine. Yeah, no, you had a ventilator factory make <laughs> yeah. more. Yeah. That's what you had them do. Right. And then we all waited around in our houses not working (laughs) so that while they got made so that nobody that we wouldn't overtax the ventilators we did have. Right. And now they're made. One reporter can't be like, you're exploiting the the issue. You're not. Then we're sorry. You're right. You know what? You've played catch up and you helped these companies to make all these ventilators. And great. We need them. So thank you very much. However, you were late saying this was a pandemic. You didn't do anything. Closing the borders was a lie. You have dragged your feet the whole time. Our country is now in a recession. We aren't. We are only talking about testing. You only want to talk about yourself. You only want to talk about the right. job that you're doing. It always goes back to Israel and Palestine for me. <laughs> like, I don't want to talk about the past anymore. It doesn't matter. We have to deal with where we're right. at today. Well, it's funny because he goes, where we're at today is like, you know, the future. And what's going to happen when the flu and the, the the conversation started because it was like, this is the very beginning of the press conference. It's like, where, where, what's going to happen when the flu and the, Oof, um, and Corona come and together corona, when there's Oof. embers of Corona. Okay. And he goes, this dumb fuck goes, it's not going to come back. The second wave isn't going to be a big deal. We're going to be ready for it. Uh-huh. And then this fucking reporter goes, okay, well, if, if it's not going to come back, why are you ordering? Why did you order the more production of ventilators? And that's when he threw up his hands and was like, 
God, all I ever heard about was ventilators, ventilators. Now you're mad I'm ordering ventilators. And that's his point. He's like, I'm giving them to other countries. Right. But no, you don't know that because no one writes about it. Right. Because no one says that, that we're now making ventilators for other countries to help other countries. The, those countries don't give us credit. You don't give us credit. That's why you don't know. And that's why I'm ordering more, you fuck. And don't sit here now when I am doing it and be like, but why? It's like. Right. And that is and that is the report. And he is right. He's right about that. Yeah. That is it's I wouldn't say that it's fake news and that's his spin. Right. But the reporters are redundant, repetitive, derivative. And we're done with you. I'm I'm I would rather have coronavirus than deal with these <laughs> fucking reporters. It's true. You're fucking shitty at your job. Yeah. You're not asking good questions. You don't fight back I, saying that's not true. You sound you know, like a whiny, exactly. co- complaining baby. And it is true. You're, Sit there and own it and go, that's right. right. I'd say, where's the 11th test? Because yes. I hate your ass. Yes. Stare daggers in his eyes yeah. like Ouija wag. Don't yell yeah. out and be like, nah. Right. It's like, and you're right. and you're lying anyway, John, because it is true, actually. It is. There, he will never do anything right. That deserves to be his branding. You guys brand him like that. Then you can't sit there and say you don't. Stupid. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And like last week, we had Ouija Wang, who at least owned Trump. And she was like not having it. And she like stood her ground and she made him fucking falter. Right. We played that. Yeah. Which was glorious. And apparently we weren't the only ones affected by it. This week, the normally beaten down reporters who nag Trump but never talk back seemed ready to talk over him and interrupt him at every turn. And Trump himself, who clearly wanted to avoid another Ouija incident, was shutting them down to a degree we'd never seen before. Here he is on Thursday telling Caitlin Collins from CNN not to even talk to him. I hope it was an in- incorrect report. When was the last time you heard from him? I don't want to say. Yeah. Pointed to me. Uh, just a quick question about that. So you haven't made any contact, though, just to make sure. With who? The North Koreans. I don't want to say. I, I won't say that. Okay. Uh, we so- have a good relationship with North Korea. As good as you can have. I mean, we have a good relationship with North Korea. Uh, I have a good relationship with Kim Jong-un, and I hope he's okay. And somebody would say, oh, that's terrible. No, it's not terrible. I hope he's okay. And I think it was a fake report done by CNN. So can I ask you a question? What do you have? Go ahead. No, that's enough. Go ahead. Can I ask? But that wasn't my question. The problem is you don't write the truth. So, you know, as far as I'm concerned, I want to go I want to go to the next Can I ask you a question? No, not CNN, please. Go ahead. The White House has not responded to these I told you. CNN is fake news. Don't talk to me. Go ahead, please. But he says he was retaliated against, and that's why he was removed from his job. Do you have a response? Oh my god. So at the end I'm going to have you play that again. At the end he he turns away because she won't stop talking. He turns away until she completes her question and then he points to someone else and calls on someone else. Now, I just need Caitlin Collins is up under my motherfucking last nerve. I'll tell you that. Her goddamn voice. I'm sick of her fucking shit. I mean, I'm So what? Why? Why? Like so have you not talked to them? Yeah, it's like she's already been what? bugging me. Yeah. But because Ouija Wang once and she and she bugged me weeks ago. Remember, man, man, Caitlin Collins has been bugging me in Coronavirus Live this whole time because once and then once Ouija Wang came in with her calm ownership mm-hmm. of him mm-hmm. and he had to be like, keep your voice down and stuff. And she's interrupting him. Oh, by the way, that's not true. It's like I can't suffer these other fools. I can't. I yeah. just can't. It's sad when when they're know. the ones getting on our damn nerves. Wow. Well, wow. Mm, mm. What? Even then, why not be like? <laughs> You know, speaking of the, of Korea, of South Korea, is there anything that you learned from how they fucking blueprinted or whatever the fuck they charted their whatever with <laughs> Corona? Did you learn anything? Well, or just I don't know anything, anything, anything. I just I can't. It's uh, it, I'm infuriated. 
Yeah. And he clearly is, too. And that's why he's like, don't even talk to me. But mm. the problem with going so savage on CNN, meow, meow, is that they are 24 hours on, right? <laughs> uh-huh. It's not like CBS, like John. It's not like that. CNN is on 24 hours and they went ahead and spent the 24 hours immediately following this incident with Caitlyn, where he's like, not CNN, not CNN. Absolutely annihilating him. <laughs> annihilating <laughs> Trump, okay? For suggesting that the doctors... Mm-hmm. So he made a comment earlier in the press conference that we're going to play now that is <laughs> beyond. <laughs> I mean, the level, it's just beyond. Like Lindsay Lohan... When Paris Hilton was asked by Andy Cohen to co- to give, like, say, three good things, pretty much all she could say was that she was beyond. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, yeah. I'm pretty much like that. Uh-huh. The comment Trump made was beyond. And it was moronic and ridiculous and, like, all of his statements, really. Mm-hmm. But CNN was so pissed off at his treatment of Caitlin Collins that it became the 24-hour Trump is dangerously insane network and that is the moment ladies and gentlemen where the trump summer sitcom officially jumped the shark (laughs) and this is the this is the 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 clip heard around the world yeah this has been what we've all we've all from on every news channel on every show every late night show every comedian everyone who's thirsting on instagram and doing their fucking live performances (laughs) or whatever this is what everyone's talking about yeah a question that probably some of you are thinking of if you're totally into that world, which I find to be very interesting. Uh, so supposing we hit the body okay. with a tremendous, uh, whether it's ultraviolet or just okay. very powerful light. All right. And I think you said that hasn't been checked, but you're going to test it. Uh-huh. And then I said, supposing you brought the light inside the body, you can, which you can do either through the skin or uh, in some other way. And I think you said you're going to test that, too. Sounds interesting. Right. And then I see the disinfectant where it knocks it out in a minute. Right. One minute. Okay. And is there a way we can do something like that uh, by injection inside or or almost a cleaning? Because you see it gets on the lungs and it does a tremendous number of the lungs. So it would be interesting to check that so that you're going to have to use... Hey, medical he's not a doctors, medical doctor. but he's it sounds it sounds ideas. interesting His to me. So we'll see. But the whole concept of the light, the way it kills it in one minute—that's uh, that's pretty powerful. Uh, Steve, please. <laughs> it's very powerful. I think he misses calling. It's very powerful. Now, in his defense, I will say he never actually said you should drink bleach. Or, or inject disinfectant. He didn't say inject. He didn't say we should inject. He didn't say you should ingest. He didn't. He never said it. So, okay. Now, did he go? He's just being an, a, 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 a literal idiot. Right. Like, to say, maybe we, you, the, you, hey, I have an idea, Deb. Here's a um, great idea. This is a fucking amazing idea I'm having. I don't know why. I know I'm not a medical doctor, but why you guys haven't thought of this, I don't know. I mean, why aren't no you one's te- thought of it. Why aren't you testing that? You should You should go test that. I'm not saying that you, people should go drink it, but why don't you go test that in a lab? And uh, now, not for nothing, I'm so cynical. I'm like, we will shove and put and test and destroy any animal for any reason for our benefit to see if cosmetics burn their eyes, if. I mean, right. literally anything. Right. So I'm actually not that offended by that. So I'm 
I think it's dumb, but I think it's pretty par for the course for what people actually do. Well, Sorry. and I think that it's I I think it's par for the course for the dumb shit he says all the time. <laughs> yes, and what I too. and what I truly do believe, I really do believe this guys is that the way he went in on Caitlin Collins later in that same press conference cuz yeah. that's later. Oh, he, okay. when he says well, don't, CNN, talk to me. don't talk to me. Uh-huh. I think that they went and they were like, oh. it's it's just another dumb thing he said, but we are going to ratchet it up. <laughs> and I literally think they called up whatever troll farm and we know they're out there, my friends. We know they're out there. He called up whatever troll farm, whether the DNC's got them. I'm not he, they, CNN, called up whatever the troll farm, whether it's the, who the DNC has on lock or whoever, and is like, uh, we're going to need you to like um, – flood the white house with a bunch of calls about injecting bleach and <laughs> disinfectant and like and put on like a dumb redneck voice like so are you saying we should drink pine salt and that'll get rid of the corona because my grandma's got it and like i swear to god they had people actually acting like no one was doing it and if they did you deserve to die and go yeah you should not be around anymore <laughs> We don't need you. Yeah. Like if you're out thinking that, well, Trump, the Trump said I should drink bleach, then goodbye. Right. Right. See you later. And so they took that statement, which I believe we all know it's it's ridiculous on so many levels. His arrogance, his hubris, his 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 he's so demeaning to the doctors. He's so condescending. His ignorance. Yeah. All of it. It's all there. (laughs) And it always is. It always always is. And now we're going to lose our funniest show of the summer (laughs) because of this, because CNN was like, you're fucked. We are now going to turn you into the most dangerous man in America. Right. And and you're going to and we're going to turn your base. We're going to make it your base that you put in danger. Oh, I watched Wolf Blitzer literally look at the camera and go, the president told a blatant lie. He told a blatant lie. And we need to, I, we were going to just tell you right now, do not drink bleach. I was like, what are you, have you? <laughs> That's CNN. Am I? That's CNN. Am I? And by the Am way, I? I was already done with CNN even oh, before Caitlin Collins got up under my last nerve because they had on Mark Zuckerberg. They had a town hall with Mark Zuckerberg and his stupid fucking wife. Like, okay, and about the coronavirus, a coronavirus town hall with Mark Fuckerberg. I was like, you're done, CNN. You are done. I am done with you. Mm-hmm. So Friday by Friday, Trump saw that he was they were there was talk about fake news. I mean, they were it was it was the fake news extravaganza. It was the fake news awards. It was like mm-hmm. it, there were it, you couldn't even at that point call it fake news. It was beyond. So by Friday, he's like. I'm going to I'm going to do it and I'm not going to take any questions. That's his plan, right? Yes. Before the press conference starts, he sends out an aide to take some fucking numb nuts nerd in the back row from some no name print mm-hmm. paper mm-hmm. and move the seats with his seat with Caitlin Collins, who's in the front row <laughs> to make her sit in the back row. He didn't even want to walk out and look at her. <laughs> Okay, he had been seeing Wolf Blitzer looking. Uh. Okay, well, the aide goes out there and gets the nerd and the nerds like, oh, no, like I can't. I'm not allowed, actually. Like and the guys, the aides like, no, 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 I'm going to be fired if you don't fucking get up to that front row. She has to take your seat. And the and the nerd is like, actually, it's not us that sets those seats. It's the press 
association. Mm. This is like has nothing to do with the White House. This oh. has to do with like my press credentials. Right. This isn't about I'm going to lose my press credential if I can't do that. I just can't move my seat. And then he's like, I'm going to have the Secret Service throw you out if you don't do it. And but so he he refused to move, though. He said wow. Trump's going to have the Secret Service throw wow. you out. He didn't do it. Caitlin Collins sat in that seat. And when Trump walked out and saw her, he did his his speech thing or his prepared remarks, which were 20 minutes long. The minute he was done, he turned around and left. He stormed off and it was 20. This thing that goes on for two hours was 20 minutes long. Right. And then he, wow. And so he had his temper tantrum, but then he came back and he had to like have all the businessmen come out. No, and that's the, there, here's the goss on that. Okay. Now this is my theory. The other thing was a- absolutely true about the seats and all that. Wow. So then on Saturday, he doesn't do one. He cancels it. He's like, I'm right, done. I'm right. done with these. Yeah. He tweets out. I'm done. Fake why news? bother? Yeah. They repeat the questions all right. the time. Everything we say. Yeah. He's like, why should I bother? Right. It was the first time he hadn't had one. Right. Okay. Yep. He says it's, he's done with them. Mm-hmm. And we're just like single <laughs> slow tear. No. Yeah, we were like, why did Fonzie have to go over the shark? <laughs> it's God, so dumb. Please. So then on Monday, he's like, oh, okay, no, I'm going to do it again. Mm-hmm. And they're like, you canceled it. You set it back. Right. You canceled it. But here's the deal. Now that he knows he can't move the seats in the in the press room, where did he have? In the Rose Garden. He had it in the Rose Garden. <laughs> <laughs> And guess what? First thing I like, I went uh, right. So now just so I know, you know, this is already, I'm already insufferable, but I have my living room TV set up to automatically come on CNN, which I have to figure out how to reprogram. Okay. But my bedroom TV is on MS, MSNBC. Was, I was just ready to watch it on MSNBC. Mm. Well, I moved in the like very beginning. I was like, oh, let me just go out. Like, let me just get out of bed since it's, three o'clock so I go in to watch it in the living room which was in which was on CNN though but I'm already done with CNN because right. of Mark Fuckerberg I'm uh-huh. done I'm done so okay. I'm not fucking with them at all uh-huh. and um <laughs> who do I see Caitlin Collins in front of the White House not even allowed in Ooh. holding a mic like so basically they they CNN did not air it in its entirety they aired only when he was talking mm. and then they cut away, which they haven't done. They have wow. not cut away and they cut to her standing in the front of the White House. <laughs> oh and I was like, God. oh, snap, bitch. You got full moded. Wow. And so um, I quickly switched it over to MSNBC, who's airing it in its entirety. They're, they're airing it live. Wow. Wow. And the, wow. Yep. I mean, how the level, right? The level, the level, the 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 level. And he's not going to and he's he's if, even if he does every one of them now in the Rose Garden, he'll now he knows I can do it in the Rose Garden. I'm going to control who sits in the seats. I'm going to have the fucking CEOs of all the companies come up and tell me I'm being an awesome leader. Right. Every time something like that happens, he has to have all these. He trots out his fucking dick suckers. Oh, and I believe who come out and do some dick sucking. All those people are are definitely giving him camp campaign contributions. For sure. Because, oh, the smartest of person of all your fucking girlfriend. Um. Old Drunkerson. Stephanie Rule. Yeah, Stephanie Rule comes on after it's over and she's oh. like, she's like, not for nothing, like Walmart and CVS and Walgreens and these are these are all essential businesses that are all still running. In fact, they're doing yep. better than ever. Yep. So to have out those people made no sense. I'm like, simply that question. 
from any of them in the audience. Mm-hmm. Simply, and by the way, you guys will notice we don't have a clip from fucking Monday because it was fucking boring. It's fucking <laughs> yeah. boring. Stephanie Rule though is doing some fact checking, and it's been great. She'll go on Twitter and she'll she'll do her fact checking, and she'll be like, Here's "It's called a drunk quote. fact checking," and it's she's yeah, and it's great. Drunk fact checking. Let's remember it. If why wouldn't someone in the audience just go? That's neat. You have all these people up here, right. but they're all still functioning. Like, mm-hmm. what do you want to say to the businesses or whatever? And they don't. Right. And it's that simple. And I know that Walmart, you know, the wall family was like, here's a gazillion dollars. Oh, of for course. Having us on the, the best rated show on TV. That's right. And Walmart, even if they're providing hospital gowns or whatever extra they're doing, they employ 2.2 million people. Literally Walmart globally, 2.2 million people. And none of them are happy. So, and they're still open. Yeah. And you know, that's where all the stimulus checks are going. That's right. Right down uh, to yes, Walmart. That's correct. And they're going to buy TVs and whatever the fuck. And no, sh- I mean, it's just, oh my God. Yeah, it's beyond. Well, we don't know if we'll have another coronavirus live for you next week. We don't know exactly what's going to be going on, but we can tell, we can tell the the, you know, California anyway or Southern California anyway is hung up on the coronavirus yeah we know many states have where it's sunny and fun and um so we don't know what's gonna happen with our favorite show but now it's time to take a little visit to the ladies room oh yeah segment is called the ladies room and it's just ladies talking lady stuff and today we're talking to a lady who has done her life so right that she should write a handbook called here's how to do your life right by casey saint ange casey became our internet friend after we met her when we were sycophantic bartenders on watch what happens live (laughs) casey was a writer producer on watch what happens live and she has done that job on pretty much every single talk show that anyone cool has ever thought was funny (laughs) so just ask yourself what talk shows have i stand and when you fill in the blank just assume that she was a big part of what made it good In addition to that, she has managed to section off her own little plot of Twitter real estate by starting conversations that are funny and thoughtful and smart. She's not a troll. She's not a shit stirrer. She's not a fear monger. And she's not a hater. She's basically the adult answer to an influencer. She's way too cool and too meta to be bothered with being a regular (laughs) influencer. She's like that super popular kid that goes to a different high school that you've never met, but somehow you've heard of them. Like the Ferris Bueller, basically, of Twitter. But that's not why she's in the ladies room with us today, is it, Mimi? No, it's not. She's here because her son is a senior in high school. And as such, he is part of the national graduating class that had to finish their senior year from home. The class that will not get a senior prom, that will not get a senior ditch day, that will not get stupid overpriced photos for a stupid overpriced yearbook, and most importantly, will not get to walk in a stupid overpriced cap and gown in a stupid overlong graduation (laughs) ceremony where everyone in the audience is hot and bored. And it's stupid and fucked up. But last month, her son, whose name is Lincoln, also known as our future president, Abraham Lincoln, (laughs) tweeted Barack Obama asking him to consider giving a national commencement speech, and the shit went viral. And of course it did, because future president Abraham Lincoln knows how to write a humble yet powerful business tweet to other presidents. And of course, we lurked on it because we are nothing if not Obama stands. So without further ado, yes, we are finally going to let her talk. We are so excited to welcome Casey St. Ange to the ladies room. 
Hey, Casey. Hi. <laughs> Hi. So excited to talk to you. It's so nice to talk to you. How have you been? Uh, Amazing. Yeah, just um, killing drug it. Riddled, really. <laughs> drug riddled. The amount of alcohol, too. Drug beyond. addicted oh. <laughs> during Corona. Yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> now, well, it's, it's nice to hear your voices. You, too. Right off the bat, please, I, this is, we need to know, please tell our 14 listeners how you raised a non-rapey son. Oh my gosh. You know what? He's, I have two sons. I have an older son who's 20. Is he raping? Going on <laughs> no, they're both really great, you know, but it's funny that you should mention being not rapey because... <laughs> I don't know exactly what the formula is for that, but I will tell you a little story about Lincoln, the son in question, the younger son, um, is that he went to stay at my mom's house one time, like on a school vacation. I think he was like maybe 11, maybe 12. I don't know. But he has a habit because he's considerate of, um, you know, asking for things. So, you know, it's every mother's dream come true to have their kids say, hey, do you mind if I eat that sirloin steak in the refrigerator? <laughs> um, you know, like that's that's an Archie comic joke. I feel like to just, it's so nice to have a son who's like, do you care if I eat the last bowl of cereal? So he always, he always asks. You know, and it doesn't it doesn't mean that he'll always do <laughs> the exact thing that that I'm wishing for. But so this time he was on a school vacation. He went to stay with my mom in Cape Cod. I guess my mom like passed out because that's what grandparents do. Um, so she was out cold and Lincoln called me and said, you know, Grammy's sleeping. I am thinking of watching a movie. Is it OK if I watch this movie called Revenge of the Nerds? And I was like. <laughs> yeah that should be fine I was like I was I was probably your age when I watched that again and I was at work at watch what happens live and um I was like yeah go ahead go for it and I didn't that's all I said was yeah that should be fine well in exactly like whatever the running time of revenge of the nerds was he called me back and he was shook and he said the end of that movie is a rape and I was like, oh, my God, I'm just going to oh. shed a tear. He's like, Mom, Jesus. He was like, it, he's he's right. he had so many questions. He's he was right. like, it, it's disgusting. I feel sick to my stomach. Was that like a was that a joke to people your age? Was that like a funny thing that like everybody in the theater laughed at that? And I was like, honey, you know, I got to be honest I, that. Yes, you're correct about all those things that you're asking and saying, but also it didn't even cross my mind that like, yeah, I must have sat like in front of a Betamax yeah. machine and like laughed at, you know, at something horrible. Anyway, he was just like, yeah, the, the whole, uh, the guy wins by raping a girl, you know, yeah. it's, it's. That's great. Anyway, hideous. I love that. that and that it is was so hideous true. and scarring for him. But it also gave me hope to be like, oh, his mind is like different than our minds. Yeah. Were. Yeah. yeah so basically exciting. you're saying, though, he he basically just made himself not rapey is what we're working with here. <laughs> I think I mean, I just I don't know. I think it's just like he's been really lucky to explain be exposed to some amazing people throughout his life. And, you know, his, his dad and I certainly do the best we can, but also I think like, I got to say his teachers and probably a lot of his friends have done some of the heavy lifting too, you know, like yeah. he's, 
he, it's it's kind of amazing, you know, um, that especially young women, and I think the young women in his life throughout growing up have been, you know, probably a little bit more outspoken maybe than we were. <laughs> They're probably then. right me, if we're being honest. You know what maybe. I mean? I don't know. I don't know, but I... 2020, somewhere. the year the women start <laughs> yeah. raping. Okay, well... I do, sometimes, when, sometimes when I see teenage boys, like... Um, on social media or whatever, like I see like a random TikTok. I'm like, I guess at least I'm glad they hate their bodies as much as we did. I, I don't know. Like, is that what equality is? Is that everybody feels terrible yeah. and insecure? Okay. <laughs> That's a good point. Well, we, start, yeah. we started this podcast basically, you know, November 2016. And so it's been interesting, like with the whole Me Too. I mean, I know that's pretty recent in his life anyway, but yeah, people are like raising their kids in the me too era and it's and it's a question of how am i going to make sure my kids not sexist asshole you know sometimes it just happens Yeah, I just think for, you know, for both my guys, they, you know, like I said, they've been really lucky and, and they've seen, you know, the way that our family has worked hasn't been necessarily traditional. Like there have been times when their dad stayed home because I had the job that was bringing in the most money. And so I'd be off working and, and, you know, I remember having like conversations, like there was a time when I had stayed home for a while Um, I was just between jobs and I just sort of decided like, well, it'd be nice to take some time to, you know, to be with the kids when they were little. And then I was offered a job um, again on another show called Best Week Ever, which was on VH1. And and I liked I liked that show and I thought it was really funny and I was offered a job. Um, and that was going to be like a full-time job. So I talked to Lincoln's older brother, Eli, who was like probably seven, maybe at the time. And, and I was like, but you know, like I've been offered this job and it's on a fun show, but the only thing is like, I wouldn't be home with you. And, you know, so, and he was just like, mom, that job is what you were born to do. (laughs) He was just like, he was making the point to me in his seven year old way that like, I, you know, it's possible that you might actually be a better parent when you're doing the things <laughs> that are meaningful in your life, even if it means that you might not necessarily be spending all of your hours every day parenting, but that the the hours that are left over might be a higher quality you. Well, it's got to be something too with these kids today with with like gender and gender nonconforming and with gayness being so nothing to them and with boys especially I think having that around must be it diffuses like all of that like toxic right masculinity toxic masculinity yeah it's always been really striking to me just to like you know and I've tried to like kind of not micromanage them and sort of mind my own business when I can um, so that when I do get involved, it's more meaningful. And, and, you know, um, so I try to let them have their own lives as much as I can. Um, But it was always really striking to me to pick them up from like, you know, when we lived back East, we lived near the beach. So there were times when, you know, you just drop them off at the beach to hang out with their friends and probably get up to things that I'd rather not know about. Yeah. But then you, you pick them up at the end of the night and it was always um always impressed me that they would hug each other you know the the boys and the girls and the boys would hug the boys and you know and there was no like weirdness about it and I was like gosh when I was in high school in the 1990s like that would have 
tipped off a riot. Yeah. <laughs> no one hugged? Well, boys definitely didn't hug no boys. Way. No way. No. Oh, my no. God. Wow. Well, yeah. we are going to speak to our future president later on because non-rapey <laughs> guys are allowed in the ladies' room. Exactly. But exactly. before we talk to him, tell us basically, you know, from your perspective, how the Obama tweet came about. Oh, gosh, we were just my older son had come to like spend uh, quarantine with us as as much as he can. He still goes to college back east. And so we're just sitting around like literally sitting around like what everyone else is doing um, and kind of bored with watching TV and not really focusing. And, you know, just trying to talk about how we feel about everything and. You know, and it gets to be like a little bit of like a like a sadness Olympics, you know, because everybody's like everybody would rather be, you know, my my older son would rather be back in college and with his girlfriend. And I'd rather be working for Quibi. I'm assuming that's who I'd be working for (laughs) Um, right now. Us too, by the way. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's where everyone's working, I would hope. Um, Or, you know, and. And Lincoln is the one that has just like ever since the day I picked him up from the last day of school has kind of been like it's a sin to complain. You know, like I know that I'm missing a lot. I know that there's no prom and there's no senior trip and there's no graduation. But so many people like got everything taken away, like meaning like, you know, their homes and everything they had and their lives, you know, like their most important. So like to sort of complain about it would be would be terrible you know and so we had been having a conversation about how well you know it's actually okay to still be upset about it like you don't it's so great that you're you know you're thinking of like the big picture and the perspective of it but it's still okay to like be stung and be hurt a little bit um that you're missing all these like excellent things that other people you know get to have those memories or whatever and so I think you just started thinking like what would be a way that you could make like something great out of this shit sandwich and like I think he and his brother were just like it's historic like it's never happened before it hopefully will never happen again this you know the class of 2020 both high school seniors and college seniors this will be something that's written about in history books right and then you know and so then he was like wouldn't it be cool if we could just have like one big graduation ceremony all together like a virtual graduation ceremony who would be the best person to give that speech and then instantly like the answer to him is Obama Obama's been such a hero to him and you know and I think that then he was kind of looking at me like like maybe do you know do you know anyone who knows Obama? <laughs> <laughs> because you know that's how it goes sometimes right. and I might you know I might Oh, I'm sure you know. I'm sure you do know somebody that knows Obama. You know what I mean? You got to be, you're probably at least (laughs) one degree away. I would think that I'm like at least six degrees away somehow. I must know, you know, like we, I'm sure you guys do too. Um, Well, we just talked to Rosie O'Donnell (laughs) and she said she knew three people who had coronavirus and we were like, who Tom and Rita, you know? And she's like, yes, them too. It was like, and Terrence. And it was like, okay. Right. You know what I mean? And she's my good friend, Terrence McNally. My very good friend, Terrence McNally. was like, right. You're very good friend, Terrence McNally. Yes. It's wild. It's wild. So anyway, yeah, it's kind of like, I don't, don't really know anyone that has probably 
his President email. Obama on, on <laughs> right. dial. Right. No one's but, like, um, oh, I, I, can, I can connect you with Barry. No problem. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So then, um, so then, uh, they were just like, well, we will just, you should just, you know, I don't know, write him a letter. And then Lincoln was like, I guess I'll just tweet him. But then, so he started right away. You know, I noticed that he got his phone out and he was like, you know, pecking away <laughs> on his on his little keyboard and then showing it to his brother and his brother saying like, oh, you know, you could like take that part out and maybe say this or whatever. So his brother was like working with him on messaging. Yeah, They've too, been long You gotta time. be more humble. Don't be too assertive. <laughs> don't make assumptions. Yeah, exactly. And they're long time, like lifelong political volunteers, these two kids. So they're really, you know, they're really like, Kind they're, of God, know what they're, they're talking so about. Lesy, these I two. know <laughs> two lesbian boys. These two. <laughs> so yeah, so they were really like worked together on the message. Yeah, that they didn't want it to sound entitled. That it was just a right. humble request, right. and that it would be something wonderful. I can't and wait just... for them to be like the new Kennedys. Oh, God, I know. <laughs> One is going to be a yeah, senator. Yeah. They're going to be like Julian Castro and his brother Castro. Like yeah, well, Lincoln governors. Lincoln loves the Castro brothers. He's he's a big fan of theirs. So yeah, so that was it. And then he hit send on it, and I kind of was like encouraging of it because I was like maybe president obama will like tweet him back and be like huh that's cute good idea Happy graduation. oh my god and then our vaginas would collectively explode <laughs> or maybe like send him a letter or something you know like as a mom but now, but then it, it was went kind of wild which was kind of wild you know it blew up into this huge thing and then like every morning i'd be like going you know like lincoln's prince like the weirdest thing happened, the emergency contact from hit like the school has been calling 70 times a day since the <laughs> shutdown because they want to like remind yeah. us to like have the kids do their assignments, wash their hands, that yeah. they're giving out lunches, all good stuff. But it's like it's just stuff that I don't need to know. Like, you know, he's doing his work. Yeah. We're washing our hands, everything. We're dealing so with I've our been... Obama tweet. OK, Miss exactly. <laughs> Smith. So I have been ignoring the calls from the school. And then I got a text from the person who the emergency contact like a friend of ours ben blacker was who we put down as an emergency contact when we moved to los angeles um for the school and he was like lincoln's principal is trying to call you and so i was oh like God. oh shoot i've been like sending the calls to voicemail and so i get on the phone with this principal from eagle rock high school and she was like the media's been calling and I like they want to interview Lincoln and they want to interview me. Oh my god, a tear Whoa. is coming to my eye. A tear is literally coming. <laughs> I cannot handle that. That is genius. <laughs> so yeah, so it it got you know it's kind of funny. It was kind of wild for a few days, and like I would wake up to and go to Lincoln's room and try to kind of go wake him up for the day, and he'd already be like on his sofa. Yeah, in his he room has like a earpiece, and he's like, I'm, I'm fielding calls, mom, in a minute. Just bring <laughs> exactly. me some coffee. He's like, he would be like, like telling me, Shh, like I'm on a Zoom interview right now. I'm like, okay, got it, got it. <laughs> You're like his, you're like basically his assistant, like his secretary yeah. and bewitched, and he's in his office. And meanwhile, <laughs> meanwhile, his brother is like helping him set up the laptop, and they're like, I t the only. There was a moment when he was like, "Can I use your room?" to do whatever i don't know who you're being interviewed by but can i use your room i have this like skype interview or whatever and i was just like just yelled after him like find your light oh yeah exactly <laughs> get that ring light we'll send it to you guys like, for doing this we're gonna send it to you 
that's my contribution. Find your good light. Now, when did you read it before? Did you did they let you read it before they hit send, or were they just like, we got this? You yeah, I it? did. I did proofread it just to make sure that it was like grammatically correct or whatever. Because is there anything worse than like sending no. a tweet that you feel so cool about <laughs> and it has a typo in it? So I did that last check because I, you know, he was like had tagged President Obama in it and wanted to make sure that you know that it was all legit. And I was like, yeah, this that'll be so cute, you know. That's I love that. This is cute, honey. I'm gonna go make some money for the family. You guys hang tight. Now, what about did um did you guys have? Because you know, Julie and I, of course. Um, honestly, I mean, we sat here and spent seven hours and I wrote a tweet about GHB the other day. You know what I mean? This is what we're dealing with. And then, of course, Julie's like, OK, I'm going to retweet. And it's like, did you guys do that plan where you're like, I'm going to retweet it right now? And then, like, is it that kind of thing? <laughs> no, it really wasn't like that. I think, like, the, pers- the first person that retweeted it probably was, like, Lincoln tweeted it. And a lot of my friends follow him. So I think that Busy Phillips, who was, like, my creative partner and my good friend, was probably one of the first people that was like, yes this is a great idea, you know, and, but Lincoln has like a pretty interesting following himself, you know, and it's, by the way, not his first viral tweet. So, oh, that was our next question. Is it the first yeah, viral tweet for the family? It's, it's not. He had, I mean, I have had a couple tweets that I feel like are successful over the like, uh, 50 years that I've been on Twitter <laughs> right. but like mostly about just like the dumbest joke in the world but um, Lincoln had like a viral tweet uh, criticizing the Trump administration at one point for disbanding the um, the pandemic preparedness unit that had been this set up by President Obama This isn't even his first fucking viral tweet of the coronavirus <laughs> Wow, damn it so, I yeah, cannot so... even get a job <laughs> And he's viral just viral a couple times yeah so between like people that he had picked up from that and then also like sort of friends of mine that you know lincoln's always been like i always feel like like i maybe draw people in but then my kids are like what get them to stay because my kids are pretty fun and they're fun to talk to and so yeah so i think people just shared it but then it went like way beyond anyone that i know certainly have we heard from Obama? Because since we will be involved if Obama <laughs> does get involved. We haven't. We have not heard from President Obama. The only thing that came of it really is that, well, a couple things. Um, a lot is that CNN reached out to President Obama's team and his spokesperson said that he was aware of the tweet and very flattered oh, but that there was... oh, oh my god oh my god <laughs> we love them like our whole family loves them too you know they've just been so yeah. you know as lincoln has said many times it's been that president obama was the president for most of his education and his older brother's education so they were when they were talking about doing the tweet it was also like right after he had come out and um endorsed joe biden and that video just hearing his voice Mm -hmm. was really like that is what i think sparked us to just sort of all be in our feelings that day yeah about like how different things are now and how nice it was just to hear like a calm and supportive voice even if it was like for this thing that doesn't really like change anything for for people you know yeah um but but then our 
older son, Eli, started talking about, remember when President Obama did that back-to-school message and they brought us all to the auditorium to see it, and it was so controversial because some, you know, people's families thought that it was, like, some kind of weird indoctrination, and it just was, like, a really positive message about how important education is, and it was delightful, and imagine, like, can you even imagine something like that happening, like, that that was such a big deal so then they were just really reminiscing about how many mock elections they participated in where everybody would fight over who got to portray obama and you know just everything so there's so many like positive memories um, when we when just, we were preparing this segment, even though I know it doesn't sound like any work went into it, one of the <laughs> original things was like they must to Obama to them is like basically Reagan. You know, for us, we were like in the eighties, being like little yeah. kids in the eighties. It was like Reagan was yeah. the president, and just say no, and Nancy Reagan, and even like the space shuttle stuff. I and mean, we did a ton of that. Like you know, your whole school would watch the space shuttle taking off right. or whatever, and yeah, and, and you know, it's like it was it was weird to sit and just think about his like l- little life and be like, yeah, they got Obama. That's pretty lucky. That is lucky. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that, wild, that, right? that had to also like add to all that, that generation being smarter and cooler and more <laughs> gentle and <laughs> more tolerant and yep. accepting. And it, he was a real yeah, leader really? and parent to a generation. Yeah. Yeah. Really just for the kids. And also just even as a parent, like seeing like, that how powerful Michelle Obama was and how she was allowed to be so much more than just like a hostess at the White House. Like she was, she was always her amazing, smart self and accomplished self. And she had all these really, you know, just fantastic initiatives, whether people liked them or not. And it just was really impressive. And the thing that impressed me most is how much they protected their daughters because that had been something that, was seemingly impossible for any other first family to do prior to the Obamas, but they just protected their children so well and did such a good job of just being this like really wonderful, strong, and you know, just exemplary family. Kazi, this is me, Melania Trump. <laughs> I want to tell you that if, if, if Lincoln wants me to give commencement. <laughs> I will tell Donald I will do it. He's wonderful boy. Be best. Well, tell our 14 listeners before we get on with the babe um, where if you want, you know, where they, they're going to want to follow you and be a part of this. It's so fun and interesting and and they're they're definitely going to be obsessed with you. So tell them where they can find you, where you would like for them to find you. Oh, um, I'm just on Twitter at Casey, which is my first name, C-A-I-S-S-I-E, spelled strangely. It's like Cassie with an extra I. And um, that's it, really. Then I'm on Instagram at Instacase. That's it. Thank you so much. We of really course. appreciate you letting us talk to this this young um young man as well he's a young <laughs> american uh, american man yeah. who's um, gonna be a leader in yeah. society yeah, that's right, right? he is be a leader in society yes okay I, I hope so if we don't ruin this for him like he's gonna have to be like can we scratch <laughs> this like, from the record Mom, this was worse than revenge of the nerds <laughs> i don't understand they're two old ladies they're gross <laughs> oh, i think God. he'll love you um so are you ready to talk to him we're ready Okay, here you go. Okay. Hi. 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 <laughs> Hello. Okay, so you Hi. guys, this is Abraham Lincoln. He's here. 
He's 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 not in the flesh, but it's his voice. That's right. what we're gonna have to deal with. It's what we're gonna. The future president of America. Yeah. <laughs> the future senator. I don't know about that. I don't know governor. about that. Well, the idea was made here, so we're going to expect credit in your first um, novel. In your that you inauguration write. speech, right. I want you to go. Julian Brandy. Said. I could be president of Seven Eleven. I don't know about anything else. <laughs> well, we love Seven Eleven. So. Well, there you go. Yeah. All right. I'll I'll credit you there. Yeah. Thank you, because I have a lot of reward <laughs> points there. So. Okay, okay, so tell us. We just talked to your mom, but tell us what. I guess she kind of did, but in your own words, what inspired. The tweet. We know this isn't your first fucking viral tweet of Corona. <laughs> so sorry, you're a viral tweet professor. I know. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So what inspired me, you know, all day I started the day pretty much. I watched the Joe Biden endorsement video. I watched the whole thing and I just kind of remembered what a great speaker he's always been and, you know, how much of an inspiration he is to my generation and then that night, you know, we were talking about that, that whole, like, not having a graduation thing, all that. And I just, you know, I was like, why not him? Why not this this generational icon, you know, give, like, a commencement speech for the whole country? Now, I understand he's important to your generation, but did you ever mm-hmm. consider asking the current president, <laughs> Donald J. Trump, to give the national conve- uh, commencement speech? Well, you know, uh, Barack Obama was president for eight out of the 12 years of my education. So I feel like I just feel like having the bulk of that time in office, he would uh, make the better candidate for that (laughs) out of anybody, out of anybody, out of any figure. It's true. Well, because that's probably for every senior. It'll be the exact same because they were all the same amount of time in school. Just out of curiosity, do you have are there in your I, I know like. Do you have anyone, any friend, anyone your age who likes Trump? Yeah, a lot of people. Yeah. A lot of people, actually, yeah. Uh, and we get along fine. You know, it, it oh. might, I might not agree with it, but we get along fine. So they're just like, what do you mean? I love Trump. And you're like, okay. <laughs> that's You guys no, talk I politics just, like at school? Um, We try not to. So it's just people you see like on like on social media or your family? Do you guys talk a lot of politics at home? Yeah, at home we do cuz I mean at home we're all kind of like-minded, I guess, but um yeah, we we definitely don't talk much politics with our extended family or with, Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so pretty much like the rest of us. It's like, okay, well, we're going to try to remain a family. Now, on a scale of 1 to 10, how rapey are your guy friends? <laughs> you and your guy friends. <laughs> um from one to ten, I would say zero. I pick. Okay, I pick good. good friends. Yeah. <laughs> good. See how you already have the politicians' answers. It's good. No, Julie and I are um, just fascinated with like kids today and young men today, and and if what the level of misogyny is or sexism or homophobia. Mm-hmm. Like, are there still is... gross jocks? Mm. Like, there's got to be um, bullies. Well, there, you know, there's there's a lot less of them now, but they still exist. But you know, I think. Nowadays, men understand more that you cannot do certain awful things <laughs> a lot better than they did back then. So you were like applying to colleges and stuff. Mm-hmm. And did you get accepted anywhere? Yeah, um, I've actually been looking into Cal State LA. I really like that school and I'm thinking about committing there soon. And are you not interested in pursuing politics? Is that not is that your interest or no? Yeah, it is. It is. Um, you loser, Lincoln. Like the... You knew the whole time. <laughs> yeah. 
I mean, we didn't know that about you. We just could tell. You must be like, you know, you're a leader, clearly. I I don't know. know. Maybe a campaign manager. (laughs) Oh, that's where it all starts anyways. That's great. That's great. I'm sure our 14 listeners would love to know what the tricks are in getting a viral tweet. Do you have any tips or tricks? I mean, I don't know. It was about something relevant during the day, you know just after the endorsement i otherwise i don't have much much advice if you can get my mother to retweet you that would be really <laughs> helpful I'm sure. that's some good advice yeah, right there exactly yeah. well tell yeah. them tell them where they can find and follow you if if you want if you don't want yeah. you know stalkers or whatever um, then we understand <laughs> that's okay um my twitter is lincoln jack d um and it's just it's no capitals no uh punctuation none of that just lincoln jack d and my Instagram, you can just look up my name. We're going to definitely be watching closely and seeing if what happens. And if Obama gives that commencement speech, we're going to be logging in under your high school. And we're going <laughs> to act like we're just two high school senior gals on the, oh, cheer- on the cheerleading it. team. That's right. Just there for graduation. You know what I mean? <laughs> All right, yeah. Abraham. Well, thank you so much for talking to yeah. us. and. It was really, truly like an honor. And I'm still holding out hope that Obama. I think he's going to do it. Yeah. I'm just. Uh, I hope so. I think you he's going to do Fingers crossed. It. You know what? It's his decision. He can do whatever he wants. He <laughs> no, doesn't I'm... know anything to anybody. No. So. Well, he owes it to us. And he owes it to you. I'm and he owes it to all the seniors. I'm and then everyone is okay. everywhere. Okay. And <laughs> I just think, I think it's going to happen. And then, you know, what's going to happen is that you are going to have to introduce him. Oh my god. So get ready. I'm not this is this is my prediction for you, Lincoln. Okay. You're going to have to come up with a speech that you're gonna have to tape in your house, get the ring light, and you're gonna have to do that. <laughs> they're gonna have to do that, and then you're gonna introduce him and he's gonna I'm telling you, it's gonna happen. Oh my god, that's amazing. Now you you don't know, you haven't been told that it's maybe gonna happen, have you? No. Okay. Well we, we're telling you now. Yeah. That's the prediction. <laughs> that's the prediction. Congratulations in yeah. advance. Okay? Congratulations. And thank, thank you. Nice you. talking to nice you. Nice talking to you. Nice talking to you, too. Thank you for having me on. All right. We'll be tweeting you. Bye-bye. Now it's time for So There's That. Right, so this is the part of the show where Julie has to find a so there's that moment that's happening because of or in spite of the giant zombie pandemic nightmare that we are all living in right now. The segment is hard for Julie on a regular day, but it's so impossible now that we are about to say fuck it and replace it permanently with a new segment called What's Worse for You, Drugs or GMO Food? <laughs> but let's see what so there's that she pulled out of her ass this week. Sometimes it's weird how <clears throat> how we're on the same wavelength sometimes. Well, we're, it's wavelengths. It's what wave, do you mean? It's wavelengths. Well, just sometimes you'll say like a phrase or a sentence and I'll go, I wrote that too, <laughs> which is weird. But it's wavelengths, so, my man. It's I know. Weird. Well, we're, uh, that's Wavelengths true. aren't weird. Okay. Well, they're always between us. <laughs> okay. I should say, I should just go, oh, you know, they're bing, wavelengths. <laughs> so this week I really, 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 really tried to find a piece of good news that would show some sort of light or change or path forward that feels triumphant or instills me with some real trust in humanity. I could not find it. 
Now, I could say, watch Afterlife by Ricky Gervais and spend the week in bed and cry and really get into feelings. And if you have love in your life, you've won. And pay attention to that. And the rest of this is bullshit. But that's idealistic. That's stupid poetic. That's stupid romantic. And fuck it. (sighs) Ricky Gervais has a billion-dollar deal with Netflix, and he's not really even that sad. So I'm looking and looking. And last week I talked about how factory farming could be being chipped away at with the help of plant-based farmers and shit has exploded. I mean, the shit has exploded. We were right on there first. We were right on there first because the shit is now unraveling. Okay. I'm just going to, if I may be like Trump for a minute, we fucking invented that. <laughs> so it's fine. tremendous what we did. It's tremendous. We were right there at the beginning. We, saw, and well, now- we solved the problem. <laughs> exactly. We solved the problem. So look at it. It's happening. It's fucking happening. Now, I don't want to be repetitive though. But I would urge you all and all of us to remain vigilant against factory farming. I am obsessed with it even more than ever, and I can't stop talking about it. So pay attention to the news because it's story after story, including a mink farm. So don't get me started on that. Or give We're not me- supposed to be watching the news. I know. That's true. <laughs> that is true. I think I, I don't know if I read this or what, but there's okay. a mink farm where the minks have the COVID and I don't just don't get me started on that. Don't give me the address or any of the names of the people that work there because I will get arrested. So as I was writing this, I had been going in a very different direction and I had to stop. Let's just say it included the mayor of Las Vegas, Anderson Cooper, and the mayor of Las Vegas's wig. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, but that sounds like a good direction. It's, it sounds like the direction we're going in is minks with COVID. No, okay. it's not. But I want to show you later the mayor of Las Vegas. Oh, yeah. No, I know about the mayor of Las Vegas. Okay. I'm not. I haven't been under a rock. Okay. Just not. I have been under a rock. Just not the kind of rock anyone's thinking of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I would highly encourage everyone to look her up. I had to. I just I knew I was about to be too offensive. So I went back online And I'll tell you, the universe really had my back at the charity event and showed me that (laughs) after falling asleep and not realizing it, good things can come about. Just as I was about to text you and say, I I gotta change this we gotta change the segment to I hope everyone at the mink farm gets coronavirus (laughs) and the minks chew your eyes out. I saw this. A Republican effort to sabotage Obamacare was just rejected by the Supreme Court. What? Say it again. I wasn't listening. A Republican effort to sabotage Obamacare was just rejected by the Supreme Court. Whoa. This is this this was happening. Who knew that was even going on? Did Brett Kavanaugh's train rape calendar <laughs> get COVID? Yes. Yes. Get Corona? I mean, apparently, as we were all obsessing over the amount of Corona tests, who's wearing masks at the grocery store and China's wet markets, there's this fucking shit going on. As we know, the Trump administration has been trying to eradicate the Affordable Care Act, and there's been several cases going to federal court on various portions of the act in which states try to chip away at it, hoping if they can get rid of one part of it, like Trump did taking away the mandatory enrollment clause, that they will eventually get rid of the whole thing. And we can go back to getting ass raped through the mouth and not being able to afford health care. <laughs> and Trump will act like he created... Which is why I would think Brett Kavanaugh would be into it. <laughs> exactly. And Trump will act like he created the new Trump health care, which is basically him grabbing your pussy and saying, <laughs> good luck to you. Hope you don't die. Now, I know I'm being very fatalistic today. I don't care whether you like the, <laughs> whether you like the Affordable Care Act or not. The truth is that so many Americans have it in one way or another. And so repealing it leaves millions of Americans with nothing. And I can say from personal experience, at least through California with it, I wouldn't have health insurance without it. 
So last year, one of the cases that was floating around the courts was Maine Community Health Options versus the United States. Basically, this health insurer has been fighting the administration over getting paid over what is called a risk corridor. This basically is a provision that Obama laid out that would keep insurance companies from raising premiums too high and keep them from all intents and purposes on the level and fair. The Affordable Care Act's language governing the risk corridor is written in mandatory terms. It states that the government shall pay a fraction of the cost of insurers that qualify for relief under the risk corridor program. That means that they are they have to pay. The Trump administration doesn't like this because it means they have to pay $12 billion to a bunch of companies who actually had risks and have losses. That's what the corridor is for. It was supposed to, for a temporary amount of time, health insurance companies if they kept their premiums affordable, for lack of a better word, and didn't gouge people, then the marketplace stabilizes and everyone enjoys coverage and really sick people don't end up losing their homes or paying more. So I'm making it very basic because I don't understand all of it. I didn't understand it anyway, but okay. Basically, as long as the health insurance companies stick to a, a, an affordable premium yes. that we all pay, they won't go to somebody who has cancer and go, your premium's going to go up $500. Okay. However, they're going to have to pay more. A health insurance company will pay more for somebody who has cancer because they have to pay out more. They're doing right. procedures, whatever. So that health insurance company will suffer some sort of loss. The risk corridor is there and says the government will we'll subsidize your loss. your loss. Okay. The administration doesn't want to do that. So they want to remove the risk corridor. They don't want to pay. And like I said, they want to eradicate the Affordable Care Act forever. So Monday, the Supreme Court said, hell no, bitch, you're going to pay. And the risk corridor program will remain intact. By a vote of eight to one, Justice Alito was eight the Eight to one. Yeah. Snap. Justice Alito was the only dissent. But Justice Sonia Sotomayor wrote the main opinion and said the majority opinion relies on, quote, a principle as old as the nation itself. According to the opinion, that principle, the government should honor its obligations. You dumb cunts. Moreover, as Sotomayor writes, Obamacare creates something very akin to a contract between insurers and the federal government. The Affordable Care Act imposed a legal duty of the United States that could mature into a legal liability through the insurer's actions, namely their participating in the healthcare exchanges. So this is fucking great. Take that, Republicans. <laughs> it bears also letting you know that since 2013, Marco Rubio has been a in a public campaign to eradicate risk corridors. Fuck and you, Marco Rubio, <laughs> you Florida piece of shit. That's right. He's a shitty, shady twat who can go to the wet market and get coronavirus. Trump and the Republicans won't stop with trying to destroy Obamacare, and they can keep trying. But this was extremely good news for those of us who care about affordable health insurance and want to keep supporting the work Obama did on our behalf. Could it be better? Yes. And hopefully when Joe Biden becomes president and Kamala Harris is vice president, they'll take this on. And by the time Kamala Harris becomes president, we'll have a perfect affordable care act. And Trump and his coven will all be living in the shadows of their own risk corridors, never to be heard from again. So there's that. That's it for this episode of Dumb Gay Quarantine Politics. Thank you guys for listening. We love you all so much and are so grateful for all 14 of you. 
please consider joining our Patreon podcast if you haven't yet. It's $1 for one podcast a week and $2 for two podcasts a week. They're both an hour and lately they've been a hot fucking mess. So don't expect <laughs> the structure and top notch producing of this podcast. But hey, there's no politics, no ads, no Trump, no stress. And best of all, no pressure to join the fucking Patreon. And if nothing else, you'll be distracted from your own life thinking how annoying and insufferable we are. <laughs> That's right. Go to www.patreon.com slash dumbgaypolitics to sign up. And if you're still on the fence, when you get there, scroll down to the episode from September 11th. It's unlocked and free for you to try out. And if you're thinking that you won't have time to listen once we're all about to be free to move about the cabin, you're wrong. You'll have plenty of time while you're sitting in traffic or ignoring your kids again. And if it turns out that you, with the freedom to go outside again, you suddenly become a triathlete or a practicing Buddhist, then cancel it. And then just go on about your upper echelon life, knowing that you are a part of the dumb gay pandemic known as our Patreon. And as always, it's been real and it's been fun. But mostly it's been gay and it's been dumb. And hopefully Obama. That's right. Doing the commencement address. <laughs> Lincoln. Uh-huh. How'd you do, I? See you've met my faithful hand in hand. He's just a little broad dime because when you knocked, he thought you were the candy man. Don't get strung up by the way I look. Don't judge a book by its cover. I'm not much of a man by the light of day, but by night I'm one hell of a lover. I'm just a sweet Transvestite From transsexual Transylvania <laughs> Let me show you a rhyme And maybe play you a sign You look like you're both pretty groovy Or if you want something visual That's not too abysmal We could take in an old Steve Reeves movie I'm glad we caught you at home. Could we use your phone? We're both in a bit of a hurry. Right. We'll just say where we are, then go back to the car. We don't want to be any worry. Well, you got caught with a flat world. How about that? Well, babies, don't you panic. By the light of the night, It'll all seem all right. I'll get you a satanic mechanic. I'm just a sweet transvestite. From transsexual Transylvania. <laughs> Why don't you stay for the night? Right. Or maybe a bite. Right. I could show you my favorite obsession. I've been making a man with blonde hair and a tan, and he's good for relieving my tension. I'm just a sweet transvestite from transsexual Transylvania. Hey, hey, I'm just a sweet transvestite. Transylvania. So, 
Come up to the lab and see what's on the slab. I see you shiver with anticipation. But maybe the rain is really to blame. So I'll remove the cause. <laughs> But not the symptom. <laughs> <laughs>